Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> this is Truth Light, and apparently I need another cup of coffee because I was just hanging out waiting for the Blog Talk Radio lady to do some more stuff. <laughs> well, good morning, and uh, I will just be sipping my coffee as we go along with the show today. Uh, we do have a special guest that is uh, going to be joining us, and I'm trying to get the call-in number texted to her as we speak, but for some reason it doesn't want to send. Interesting. So, um, but we will have her. And and the person who's joining us is a published author, um, Judy Colella, who is the, the uh, facilitator, I will say, for I would say the author and creator of the McDara Chronicles. But this is actually a book series that sort of wrote itself. It was... Um, it's almost as if it was, uh, it's, you know, you got to read it and then you'll know. It's like the characters actually spoke the book to uh, to Judy and it was very, very interesting watching the process. I've been there through uh, most of it. And and so the whole, the whole premise behind the series of this book is helping people understand how you can choose light even though there's a lot of darkness in the world and that kind of thing. And it's written in a fantasy style and it's it was originally aimed at uh, young adults, but we're finding that people of all ages, and doesn't matter male, female, doesn't matter, everybody is just, they can't put book one down, they're clamoring for book two, it's really kind of becoming a thing. So it's uh, McDera Chronicles, and the first book one is Overcomer, and uh, book two will be out soon for you guys who have read book one and can't wait for book two. I think we're probably a few months away. We'll, We'll talk to Judy and see where that stands, but... You know, Judy and I are very good friends, and uh, ah, there she is. And uh, so when uh, when we were talking the other day, Judy is actually probably one of my very, 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 very best friends, and uh, we were talking the other day, and we were talking about some of the movies that are out and the progression of what's been happening with the movies. And as some of you know, my I specialize in, although I don't really like to do it anymore, you know, the thrill is gone, but um, I, I specialize in entity removal and possession cases and, and homes and businesses and land and whatnot that that have these issues. And uh, and so I've done this for about 30 years now, and... Um, and so I'm I'm well aware of the game that's played on the other side and I'm well aware of people on this, you know, on this side in this dimension that work within that game for their own benefit and their own well-being and how they sort of harness and use these different energies. And so we were talking about some of the movies that are coming out and and what's happening with them and I just thought, you know, what a great show this would be to I don't want to empower these things. Okay? I don't I want to make that very clear. This show is not about bitching and moaning and complaining about things because that just empowers it. However, there is a fine line that needs to be walked because people need to understand what's happening too. So it's not going to be revival style, the devil's on the movie screen kind of stuff, although although we will be very honest about what's happening here and it's a little scary. It's more than a little scary because people are completely unaware and so we'll go more into this um, as we talk. I'm going to go ahead and bring Judy over. And uh, let me see uh, Well, if my, <laughs> if my computer will cooperate. There we go. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> ah, I'm good. I'm good. Second cup of coffee. I should be fine now, although I did forget to chime in after the... Uh, you know, the lady says, blog, talk, radio, and I'm just sitting there waiting and waiting, thinking something else is going to happen, somebody else is going to talk, I don't know. <laughs> Forgot it was my radio show. Anyway, so <laughs> cup number two is clearly very important today. So, okay, so with with the show today, um, you know, I just think it's important. I don't think people have a clue what's happening, and... And I want to walk that line between educating but without stirring the emotions because as people will probably learn today, it's the emotions that feed this other stuff that's not so nice. So, Mm -hmm. 
you know, we had a nice conversation about this the other day. And I just thought we should share this conversation because you and I both, Judy, it's kind of funny because I come from very um, absolutely no religious foundation at all, so to speak, purely spiritual, no religion. And Judy kind of comes from religion, but not in <clears throat> not in the typical sense because she actually studies and has gotten to know things and like all the way like... I mean, you crack me up. You're like, oh, my Hebrew word for the day was, you know, and like you learn the language <laughs> the scriptures were written in. And Judy, we're pretty sure Judy was Socrates. And, and I say this and people are going to laugh, but but we're not kidding. We're pretty sure Judy was Socrates and uh, reincarnated. Which explains why receding hairline. We've had more than one psychic kind of, uh, kind of come to that conclusion. And so it's very interesting. It's a thrill to have you here, Miss Socrates. <laughs> So we come from very different points of view. However, we see things almost exactly the same. And so um, just so people listening will understand, we're coming from the religious background as well and seeing it from the religions, I think, um, and then the very um, non-religious aspect. You know, So so what are your thoughts on, on what's going on with all this and, you know, with the movies and the, because I haven't even specified any movies. I haven't done anything yet, mm-hmm. but it's a little, it's well, a little scary. Yeah, um, it's like the movie screen is this big old doorway, you know, and things sort of come and go freely. And depending on what the source of the movie is, it can have a number of effects, and that range anywhere from absolutely sublime to deadly. Um, but it's, uh, I don't know, entertainment itself has always been a vehicle for things like this because it tends to appeal to the ego and to the longing and the things that are the, are considered impossible. And, again, depending on who is performing and what the subject matter is, it can uplift or it can destroy. And that's sort of been the nature of entertainment right from the beginning of time. Well, and, you know, from my perspective and my teachings, you know, when you're in your feelings, um, mm-hmm. it, it's easy to be accessed by angelic presence, by creation, mm-hmm. by, you know, or by the not-so-nice stuff and the, the darker side and that kind of thing. And so really it just depends on which level of feeling you're residing in. And so that's exactly, you know, like what you're saying is it – puts people in their feelings for an extended period of time and it controls Mm -hmm. what level of feeling they're experiencing so it does in fact create the situation where you can be accessed by angelic you can be accessed by confused you can be accessed by straight up dark evil oogie boogies as i call them (laughs) that's the official (laughs) term of of the expert here the oogie boogies (laughs) You don't even have to have a dictionary now of official terms. <laughs> well, you know, we don't like to give them uh, a whole lot of wah power, I don't know. And so Oogie Boogie just seems a little disempowering. So, um, yeah. And so it is, you know, the reason that this is brought up is because there's a new movie out. And, you know, I'll decide if I'm going to say the name or not, but you guys will be able to gather it. It's It's one of the new horror movies out. And there are actually several out right now that accomplish the same thing, that are actually by the same people, whatnot. And uh, they actually um, were having cases reported in Sedona where people are coming just asking for help because they went to see this movie not thinking anything about it, thinking it's just entertainment, whatever, I'm just going to see a movie. And um, their lives started falling apart. You know, their marriages are breaking up. Their houses are now massively haunted where they didn't have any issues at all before. And uh, and just a lot of, like, they're coming into the different psychic centers going, okay, I, I need help because I saw this movie. And now, you know, they didn't put two and two together until maybe a week later. And they stop and they trace back to see, you know, when did this start? And sure enough, it started right after they saw this movie. Some people, as soon as they walk out of the theater. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, so it's important for people to get that movies are not always just movies. And the whole point, like you were saying, the whole point for movies is to really submerse you in some other reality 
but it really is like a portal that opens mm-hmm. up for these other beings that come through. So, you know, it's uh <laughs> sorry, we are losing so many people. It's funny. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of people call in wanting readings, and they, they must be like, oh, okay, she's not going to do readings on this show. <laughs> <laughs> they come in and they go away. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So, um, you know, and we were talking about how it really kind of started with The Exorcist, and there is stuff mm-hmm. behind this. So what would you like to share about what you feel or what you've learned um, is behind this kind of thing and and the, you know now we've got such a frequency of just bunches and bunches of these movies happening, like we were talking, they're in waves almost. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's not by accident. No, um, it, it's actually very interesting. Um, there's a couple of things at work. One that I'd like to mention is purely scientific, and the other, since you brought up the whole biblical thing, is something from there. Um, the uh, there's a, a verse in Matthew that says, "How can someone enter the house of a strong man and spoil his goods unless he first binds a strong man. Um, and then you, you learn that the um, the brain releases certain emotional, I guess, you could say, that um, they, they form that rush, you know, when you get like a rush of happiness or a rush of sadness. Mm-hmm. That, that's captivating. That's the binding that's, it binds our minds, and, and we're like to the screen, and we cut. You know, and just the word captivated doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. <laughs> we say, yeah, you know, you, you read poetry where you, oh, I've been captivated by blue eyes. Well, that's, a, you know, actually a very accurate statement. But mm-hmm. when you're captivated by something that scares the, the Jesus, that's really not good. Right. Um because then you know you're you're having a D and D grapple moment there, and that's just not. <laughs> Anyone out there who doesn't play D and D has no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, having lived through all that craziness in your your life, but in any uh-huh. event, yeah, that, <laughs> that's what we're we're sitting. It's like that uh, you know when the, when you go to the movies and they they have the uh, the prequels and or whatever you call it when they're before the movie starts. The previews, yeah, the previews. Yeah, thank you. Well, just before yeah. they start, they show these people sitting there watching a movie, and all of a sudden the theater goes away, and all these tendrils start growing up around the seat. That's kind of like what it is, but it's, right. it sort of crawls up the back of your neck and eats your head, um, which is why, and, and people enjoy somehow, the rush. This is the same kind of rush that they get when they go on roller coasters where your brain is left at the top of the hill as you're going down at 2,000 miles an hour. That kind of rush. Um, just look at the faces of the people who get their pictures taken going down that first hill on the Hulk, you know. That's a form of, of being captivated, too, and back for more. Something in right. the human mind also gets uh, a, a sort of weird pleasure out of that. And so they go back to these movies. And they don't realize that what they've done is open their minds to things that shouldn't be hanging out in your head. Right. And we find that in the field of entertainment, they figured that out. They can get people coming back in and paying lots of money if they do stuff that actually invades their minds and and says, come on back, come on back. We got more. We can make it feel like this again, you know, and because it's vicarious. You're sitting in a movie seat and you're not really going through these things. So you can enjoy the rush without the danger. And what they don't realize, I think even in Hollywood, is that, yeah, you are getting right in the middle of the danger because of what happens afterward. It's like a really, right. really well-written Stephen <clears throat> King novel or Peter mm-hmm. Straub. You know, I read his story, Ghost Story, I think it was called, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was almost, I mean, it was a good story, and it wasn't anything really exciting, a little bit creepy here and there, but it was a book. You know, I finished it, went home. The next day, it crawled up the back of my head and ate my brain. <laughs> it wasn't going <laughs> It wouldn't uh, let me go. You know, I got the creepy crawlies from it, and this was the day after I read it. So right. entertainment, 
opens your mind. Things go in there that don't belong. And so it's very real. Like I was saying to you about that movie, The Ring, which I uh-huh. think it had the same, you know, um, yeah, it's the same title. It was just pronounced differently in the original, Mingu or something. Anyway, um, about, you know, they watch this video, and then the thing actually comes to the screening. So mm-hmm. it, it's Well, and what like I that. see... What I see is people who tend to, um, because, you know, I mean, I guess people would term me an exorcist. I don't like the term because it conjures certain things, literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, I, you know, yeah. my my form of handling these things is very different. And I do have people come from all over the world with possession cases and, and just, you know, call me from all over the place with, situations in their houses that are dangerous i mean it's not just oh we see somebody walking around sometimes it is but sometimes it's you know this thing is choking me in bed and i can't breathe and it's nearly killing Mm -hmm. me and you know my husband wakes up and has you know red glowing eyes and it sounds funny but it's real you know these things are happening Mm -hmm. and they wake up with scratches down their backs and you know their faces scratched up and so these things are real and it's not just the movies, you know. And so what I find is in a lot of cases, these people are, you know, they're going to these movies, they're playing the movies. What's even worse now is that, like, you can have these movies in your house and the, okay, so we get the big home theater systems. So now we're creating Mm -hmm. the portals in our homes, you know. And literally, people, you are creating a portal of that same evil that you're watching on the TV in your home so that it can just come through anytime it wants. Because once you've set the vibration, then, you know, you go to the movie theater, that's bad enough because you're walking into the portal. You're walking into that vibration that has been created by that movie playing over and over and over. And the number in, you know, when the people are sitting in the theater and they're having that reaction, they're putting off that energy, they're energizing this this portal of energy. And so you walk in and you really, yes, you may be really experiencing it. It may be this fabulous, fun thing for you, but really just go ride a roller coaster because it's way better for your health. Like this is, yeah. you know, you're walking right into this portal of, of evil, I mean, if you're going to see a movie about evil, you're walking into a portal of evil. It's not be being some, you know, evangelical sort of, you know. I feel like one of those yeah. crazy, you know, people. But no, but this is no, what you know, I see. Me, you know, I I make a lot of money off it. Great, but yeah. you know, it's I'd rather not make the money and have people be okay. And so, sure. what people need to understand is these are energy forms. This vibration that you're going to experience is an energy form there's a reason you can feel it so strongly because it's a real vibration and Mm -hmm. so you know i just it's a million times worse when you bring it into your home i try to tell people just just don't do that just if you have this crazy addiction that you have to go see these movies fine but don't do it in your home because you're opening that portal in your home for everybody in your family and everybody who comes to visit. And uh, and so these things are energy. They feed off of energy. And so as this energy is created within you, that response that happens in the movie, they come and they feed off it. It's basically, you know, the dark side working through whoever was inspired to create this movie. And, uh, and they're just, it's kind of their preparation. It's like they're building a restaurant for their... <laughs> You know, every movie is just a a fast food joint for uh, for the dark side, you know. And so as they're creating this energy within the room and within the people and and that kind of thing, then these beings that are the dark beings come and they just feed right off of that energy. And that's why it's being created when you look at it from the dark side. There's a purpose to this. Yes, there is. And um, you're familiar with Frank Zappa, yes? Yes, of course. Remember him? Yes. Yeah. girls. He figured this out many years ago. He has a song, I'm the Slime. Are you familiar with that? You know what? I um, I think I've heard it like once. Now okay, I'm going to have well, to go check I'm it gonna, out. If I could just have a second, I'll just tell you what the yes. lyrics are. Fabulous. They're exactly 
on with what you're saying. Um, it's, I am gross and perverted. I'm obsessed and deranged. I have existed for years, but very little has changed. I am the tool of the government and industry, too, for I am destined to rule and regulate you. I may be violent, but you can't look away. I make you think I'm delicious with the stuff that I say. I am the best you can get. Have you guessed me yet? I am the slime oozing out from your TV set. You will obey me while I lead you and eat the garbage that I feed you. It's a day that we don't need you. Don't go, don't go for help. No one will heed you. Your mind is totally controlled. It has been stuffed into my mold, and you will do as you are told until the rights to you are sold. That's right, folks. Don't touch that dial. Well, I am the slime on your video oozing along on your living room floor. I am the slime from your video. Can't stop slime, people. Look at me go. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Very, very appropriate. Yeah. You know, people may think it's conspiracy theory. They may think whatever, but, you know, the government and the Hollywood industries and, and all of these different things – there's a, there is connections with these people. They, you know, they invest in the same things. They hang out in the same places, and and this mm-hmm. is about money and about control. And so, if they can yeah. keep people preoccupied, and there's, you know, there, we see it in the movies all the time. We see it on TV all the time. The the whole oh, I sold my soul to the devil kind of thing. There used to be a show called Reaper, and I used to tell you about yeah. it all the time. That I wanted to watch it with you because I thought it'd be great, and it was funny. But it was so, like, it was a funny version of my life. <laughs> so, you know, these guys would have to go find this, like, these souls that is, had escaped from hell and, and stuff. And, like, you know, there's there's all these shows about, well, I sold my soul to the devil for money mm-hmm. and fame and whatever. Well, it really does happen. It's not uncommon. It's a very common thing. And a lot of these big, huge stars and different huge uh, business people and Hollywood figures. And and I'm not saying every star that you like has sold their soul to the devil. I'm just saying that some of the – usually it's the people you don't see, you know, usually in those positions because it's so far up. They have indeed sold their soul to the dark side to get what they wanted on this earthbound reality. And that means that that evil can work through them to – to take care of its own. And that's what's happening is, you know, just like you take care of your own family or you take care of your own religion or whatever it is, they're taking care of their side. It's just a dark version of the light, you know. And mm-hmm. and so they're creating situations where they're, and, you know, lack of a better term, minions and different things can feed. And so really all of these movies are fast food joints. I, I don't know where that came from, but I like it. All of these movie theaters and all of this, these things that, that people just flock to, it's like the opening of a new restaurant for evil. And they feed yeah. off of the energy that is produced by the movie itself and then really fed by the people and by the stuff that's being talked about. And and so the movies that are coming out now are progressively, and this is something I want to go into too, it used to be, okay, you got the slasher movies, and yes, it creates a bad energy and whatever. Now... We we are seeing, and I have this straight from spirit, from the angelic realm, from the people that I talk to, you know, the people, black air quotes, um, I have it on really good authority <laughs> that mm-hmm. these, are, these movies are specifically being geared to allow the dark side to get a foot up. There's a real, we're, we're in this rising consciousness that everybody talks about, but nobody talks about the fact that it is absolutely a race to the finish. And mm-hmm. it's dark light, dark light, dark light, dark light, and it's like a horse race. And every time you entertain one of these movies, every time, and that's what's happening is you are entertaining it. It's not entertaining you. Yeah. You know, every time that you entertain one of these things, you're saying, dark side, come on up, I'm going to feed you now. It's exactly yeah. what's happening. You're paying your money to go feed the dark side. And that's all there is to it. And so whether you believe in the light or believe in God or believe in the state of consciousness rising, whether you believe in any of that or not, the bottom line is you're feeding this dark entity that is rising. So now in 
how do you feel about that as I say that? What what comes to you? Because I can feel there's stuff percolating in your brain. I can feel it. There's always stuff percolating. Well, what I'm thinking is that it started as a slow dance, and it's almost at strobe level now. I like that, yes. Yeah. So, so, um, so describe and, that to people. So, I mean, explain that to people. Yeah, and, and, yeah, it's important to realize. And, and look at it this way, too. If, have you ever been, yeah, I know you have. I, mean, I think it's that everybody has been somewhere with strobe lights, like a dance or something. It's mm-hmm. really hard to discern anything specific. Your eyes can't uh, register things that fast. You don't know if you're looking at a friend or an enemy. You don't know if you're looking at someone you know or someone you don't know. You don't know if you're walking in the right direction or you're about to bump into something because everything gets thrown out of whack by the strobing effect. And it's dizzying and, you know, it's interesting how the only people who can survive through that and be completely comfortable moving around in it are the people who are either very drunk or very high. (laughs) This is true. Yeah. So just... Something to think about, uh, but on a spiritual level, right. it's the same thing. Well, and what, you know, like we were talking about the other day, I've seen, um, we both have seen that, you know, this started with, everybody says it started with the exorcist. I keep thinking about, I, and I don't know anything about it. I just remember when I was a kid, there was a movie called Rosemary's Baby. And yeah, that one to me really, is the one where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I being very young and trying to sneak. Now, I didn't ever do like, okay, so I have been always very psychically sensitive. And so violence, mm-hmm. horror stuff, any of that, I couldn't do. I just couldn't do it. I could never do it. Mm-hmm. But there was something about that movie. I was just hypnotized. And I was I was like maybe nine or something. And I'm trying to sneak into the theater. I tried to sneak into our neighborhood theater because back then we had neighborhood theaters. Um so mm-hmm. many times that they got to just know me, <laughs> like just go home, you know. But I was like so intent upon seeing that movie, and then I remember somehow, some way, I got in to see it, and I was sitting there way up front, and all I remember are like the first few seconds, and I bolted straight the hell out of that theater so fast, and it was just the first few seconds, but I could just what I was feeling was so intense and the movie hadn't even started yet it was whatever came with that movie that i was feeling Mm -hmm. and i had to just get out of there i couldn't be there and it wasn't that anything scary had happened yet i could just feel the energy creeping in and i had to get out you know and so and then and then came the exorcist i believe that came after rosemary's baby and then it, that was mm-hmm. the start of everything, and it really has come. If you look back over the history of these movies, there have been some that are just a little more uh, real. I don't know what they conjure is real, you know, than others. And and so, really, all of them bring stuff with them. But there are some, like you know, and then we got into like the Paranormal Activity movies and. And I think when The Ring came out, that was a big one. We had a lot of adverse effects from The Ring. People's Mm -hmm. lives were being shifted. And so it seems like the frequency is coming more and more quickly. It's like the waves, like when a hurricane is coming, you're like, okay, I really don't see a difference. There's just a wave here and wave there, and then and then wave after wave after wave after wave, and then bam, the houses are gone. You know, (laughs) and so it's very similar to that, just building intensity. And you have to, like, it needs to, um, it needs to be disarmed. So, like, the only way to disarm that is to pull the energy away from it because it's these are it's a dimension, it's fourth dimensional that's actually creating this and and creating this experience. And you know, I bet if you went in with a camera that was good at catching orbs, I bet if you went into these movies, you would catch all kinds of stuff. You know. Not that I would encourage people to do that because you're going to catch it and then what? Have it with you or whatever. You know, I mean, you don't want to – it's a fine line. Like, how do you educate without feeding, you know? Mm-hmm. So You know what um, I think is interesting hmm. is how mainstream Christianity's part in all of this. If you notice, all the biggest protests have been 
about movies dealing with the life of Christ. They didn't like the way he was portrayed in this one. They thought this one was too violent. This one seemed sacrilegious. But you didn't have the same outcry against things like The Exorcist or yeah, isn't that interesting? Know, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the ones they should have been focusing on, but they didn't because they couldn't see it. Right, which they is a little scary because why couldn't they see it? Why weren't their leaders teaching about it? You know, I mean, the because you go, you have a very yeah. interesting, you have a very interesting guy who, who, you know, is your your fellowship, your congregation, whatever, who leads things up, and and he sees this stuff, you know. So oh, yeah. why are the other ones oh, not yeah. seeing it, or or they're seeing it and they're not saying anything? You know, <clears throat> it always blows my mind how if you if you do the stats for these movies and who goes to see them and who's making them, mm-hmm. a whole lot of really quote good Christian people. What the hell are you mm-hmm. thinking? What are you thinking, people? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean. If you actually believe what you're being taught, how are you going to see these movies? And I, I know that you watch a lot of different movies that I wouldn't watch. We can't really do a whole lot of the same entertainment stuff because you're able to do a little more than I am without becoming emotionally involved because I just have that silly empath thing going on. But um, but there are ones that you, you don't entertain, you know? Right. And I think, you know, there's, there's it's interesting how there's that line you know because now now talk about that if you would like for you where is the line because for me it's pretty simple like if it if it if it brings up any kind of freaky emotion I'm out because I can feel mine and everybody else's <laughs> so I'm just out <laughs> I think the line for me is between what is physically implausible and what physically could happen. The other part, spiritual, I have been able to, um, I guess, over the years, develop a uh, the ability to separate the two and not have them cross over, at least not as much as they might for somebody else. So I can watch some of these things that have darkness in them, and I can see them for what they are and not get pulled to the dark part of it. So now, fact, why do I, you I watch very, To learn. To learn because what? Because I like to learn what's really going on behind the scenes. Because when you, 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 you pick dialogue, you pick it up in things that aren't necessarily on the film, but that you see with that inner eye, mm-hmm. those are the things that I look for. Um, the ones that bother me are the ones that have things in them that could physically happen that are horrible. Right. If it's totally implausible and oh my god, this is such special effects nonsense, I can deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's like it may be special effects, but yeah, this happened. Oh my god, no. You know, then I can't right. watch. Right. Um, but yeah, but when it comes to the other part of it, there have been times in my life when I have specifically gone into places that I knew were uh, nests, if you will, of the wrong stuff, you know, darkness that just exists for the sake of destruction. Mm-hmm. And I have asked, first of all, I get permission from God. You don't just walk into those places and think it's going to be okay because, no, you know, you walk into a room full of fleas, you're going to get bit. Right. But every once in a while, I would get the go-ahead and I would say, okay, teach me something, show me something. And I would go in and he would show me, but I knew that the whole time I was in there, I was protected. But I was doing it with permission. Right. Um, and and I was like really like very very alert the entire time I was there, and I was learning. And I will sometimes watch movies for the same reason that normally you wouldn't expect me to be watching, because mm-hmm. um, I want to learn. I want to see. I'm very curious. And I want to understand. And I think without realizing, a lot of that has osmosed into my brain cells so that it comes out in my right and. Very often I'll write things that seem intuitive, and it's really just a result of the things that I've been gathering. Right. I, I describe my – someone once asked me how I would describe my brain, and after I stopped laughing, <laughs> I said that um, – <laughs> I'll try to stop laughing. <laughs> okay, thank you. It's like, really? Is there another word for chaos? Um, 
I kind of, I kind of describe it more not because he was thinking of like a library. That's how he thinks of his mind. I think of mine more as a series of file cabinets, like a, a an office. <laughs> and I've got everything filed in very specific places. And some of the file cabinets have great big locks on them. Others are hanging open with the folders hanging out, and you know. But if that's what it is, it's it's a filing room. And I seem to access some of these in my sleep, um, even when I'm awake and I'm writing. Right. So, and, you know, you know, Judy has a lot of, uh, actually, do you know how many of your writings are available on, like, Amazon Kindle and stuff? There's a lot of, of your stuff available. Really? Yeah. Well, I know about three of them. I don't know. Four. There was know more than four. I there was more than I expected. I thought it was just I thought it was just the McDara Chronicles stuff, but there's a lot more available. So it's kind of cool. But um, Judy's yeah, Judy's uh, got a lot of different um, very interesting stories. Her writing is very different, and so you ought, you ought to check it out. Do you have a website for them to go to? I never remember what your website yeah, is. Yeah, I do. It's just it's the McDaraChronicles dot com. Okay, okay. So, and you can find her on Amazon too. If you type in, is it Judith Colella? I believe C O L E L L A. Yeah, um, but make sure you put Judy and not Judith because it okay. won't come up. Okay, Judy Colella. All right. So, um, yeah, check out some of her writings. And the McDara Chronicles is actually how Judy and I met because um, I I thought she was she was one of me because her uh, her daughter was dating my son and. And she said, my mom's book just got published, and I asked what it was about, and she told me, and it's, you know, this defender of the light kind of, and time travel and all this different stuff. And, and a lot of what he does is what I do when I'm when I'm working with, um, I'm hearing the term disembodied souls, but there's a lot of similar stuff. And so that's how Judy and I got to know each other, and her writings, especially with the McDara Chronicles, really um, go a long way to empower the light aspect of things, and they they're actually pretty spot on. I can't wait till the later books start coming out because, oh, my God, you're so spot on with this stuff. And it's funny because you thought that it was fiction. <laughs> or at least you said you thought it was fiction. I don't know. I find yeah. that hard to believe, you know. But uh, it's, um, it's, you know, there are things that we can do to empower the light. And there are things we can do to disempower the light. And so, you know, these books are one thing that you can do to empower because as you're reading them, you're not ignoring the fact that there's darkness. You're right. looking at it and saying, okay, but there are things that, that the light is doing to to create that balance and to, you know, and it's not even that the light needs to overcome the dark. There needs to be balance, you know. And mm-hmm. so right. it's not that holier-than-thou crush the darkness thing because you know what, there's got to be balance. But we yeah. do have to keep the balance. And right now with these movies, it's really tipping the scales in the other direction. And it's mm-hmm. frightening because people don't understand. So um, I'm going to – Yeah, my, I know that we've – go ahead. I was going to say that my main character's actual title, once he establishes his destiny, is Defender of the Balance. Right. And that's why I like those books because it's not – you know, we're the light, crush the darkness, oh, you know, because that's that's not really good either, <laughs> you know, because then you're totally in the ego, and mm-hmm. by doing so, you're becoming part of the darkness. Yeah. You know, right. so it's that balance. But with these movies, you know, I, okay, so I don't even know all of the movies that are out at this point, but I know that anything that's like, uh, there's one called The Conjuring that, Really, for your own sake, people just stay the hell away from it. Seriously. I don't want to create that, oh, wow, why is it so bad? We should go check it out thing because, you know, it's kind of, I feel, okay, you know what this show feels like to me? And this is why I hesitate doing anything on this, even though I totally understand the game. I could help people understand it. It feels like when you're driving by and, and you're on a busy road and you see a little puppy on the side of the road and the masses to me seem like that little puppy. They don't have a clue how dangerous those cars flying by are. 
you know. Right. They don't have a clue. They go, oh, it's just entertainment, you know. And so I want to help educate. You want to go help the puppy, but there's that whole, but if I go to help the puppy, is he going to run into the traffic? Right. You know that feeling? <laughs> so everybody who's listening right now, that's how I feel right now. I, I want to help the puppy, but I don't want you guys to run into traffic because what we're talking about is very, very real. It's not a thrill-seeking thing. This stuff follows you home. It messes with your kids. It messes with the people you love. It messes with your life. It messes with your finance. messes with your health. It scares the bejesus out of you in a lot of cases. It'll mm-hmm. wreck marriages. It, it just because what they feed off of is negative emotions. Right. Because the dark is in, if you even think of a positive, negative sort of scale in math, right? Well, darkness feeds mm-hmm. off the negative side. Light feeds off the positive side. So it's not a, it's not a positive, negative, and good, bad sense. But dark feeds off of that negative side. And so they need to create that energy that brings about darker feelings. Right. So, you know, these these kids who go around and and shoot up stuff and people who just go off their rocker and snap all of a sudden and then go, what the hell just happened? Mm -hmm. That is this darkness that we're talking about. When you walk into one of those portals, I will bet you a good chunk of the big bad crimes that we've seen could be traced back to something like one of these movies. You know, Mm -hmm. and you just walked into the portal and said, yes, take me over, I'm here, I'm yours. For two hours, I'm yours. Have at me. There's another There's another portal that a lot of people don't think about. And it's the one that opens up when you play an online video game. Oh, see, that's totally out of my world. So, yes, please share about that. Because they don't just sit there for two hours but have a beginning, a middle, and a conclusion. This is an ongoing thing, and they sit there for literally hours they miss meals they it's just they get totally sucked into this thing and they have headphones and they're talking to people at the other end who they don't know so they they can be as nasty with them as they want or they could you know just and it's all violent and it's all about how to harm and um strategies for hurting <clears throat> and then the worlds that these things take place in are pretty bizarre too so they have to remember that one and who was it? I think um, ah, was it? It wasn't Stalin or Lenin or one who said that you can't you can't de- necessarily defeat a country with an army. The best way is to get the children. Oh wow, so, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah, right. You you right. You start, and that's what Hitler did with the uh, the youth thing that he had going right. there. Right. So by the time they were they, they had grown up. A, Years they were now at an age where they could be in charge. The whole right. philosophy of things had changed because a lot of the other people in Germany were not buying into the crap that he when he finally showed his true colors. Right. You know. Well, and it's that um, desensitization. We're all being desensitized, and I think mm-hmm. you know, like if when I think back to when I was a kid, okay, people would go into to that like Rosemary's Baby or whatever. They go in tentatively going, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know about this, I don't know about this. Now we've become so desensitized through the, uh, through the video games, through the TV shows. And really, if you step back and you watch, in a, not in a, I'm, I mean, we're all programmed to just step into these entertainment worlds and just go with it, right? But mm-hmm. if you can stop and go into your intellect, not your feelings, and go in with uh, <clears throat> with the, okay, what are you trying to do to me? You know, what is the purpose? What are you trying to create within me by by having this go on? And I don't mean go into these movies we're talking about, please don't run into traffic with, you know. Um, just mm-hmm. Just in general things that you're seeing around, because it's everywhere, all these things to desensitize, all the medical shows, all the crime violence shows, all that, how they've become so realistic in what they show. I mean, they would never show the stuff that they show now. And it's a process Mm -hmm. of desensitizing us so that we don't even know when that darkness is coming in. We don't even realize when we're creating that portal and standing right in the middle of it, being accessed, being programmed, being fed off of. 
and controlled right. and manipulated. We don't even know because we're so numb to it all now. You know, if you can step back and really get <clears throat> what's happening, I would bet that after a while you would choose not to participate. And we do have that choice. I mean, it's all around us, yes, but we have that choice to not participate. Yeah, do. I don't participate in it, you know, and it's not a big uh, holier-than-thou you know, mission that I'm on, I just choose not to participate. I don't yeah. gripe at other people for participating. I don't, you know, but I do want to educate people on what's happening because I think, you know, I'm seeing this wave of TV shows and movies and video games. You're very right to bring up the video games. I completely forgot about that because that's just never been a part. I mean, my kids, oh, you know, but <laughs> it's part of their world, but you know, yeah, it's, uh, they also have been shown that whole detaching and whatever, and I don't like that it's a part of their world, but whatever. Um, you know, but we we are as a whole society on a global level being led into this desensitization process, and you got to wonder why when you do look back at Hitler and some of these other things that that is a part of what they did. They they did take the people that they could sort of desensitize because you can sneak up on somebody then. If you're numb, think about when you go to the go to the dentist or whatever, you can't feel if there's something happening that you need to know about right. before it's an issue. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what's happening is you're being numbed as a society yeah. and you're not even gonna you're not even gonna see it coming. You don't I mean it's coming now and people don't see it coming. I mean there's all kinds of stuff happening that most people are completely unaware of. And they're just walking right along blindly in this yeah. zombie-like state, you know. And so the second that we, you know, the second that we go to this, quote, entertainment, we really entertain. I like I like that that they just gave me that we're entertaining it. It's not entertaining us, you know. And it is mm-hmm. an entity unto itself that's being conjured up by these other people to keep you distracted, to keep it, whether they mean to or not, you know, at some level, way up at some level, somebody knows what's happening with this. The people oh, yeah. in production, the actors, the actresses, whatever, they probably don't really get it, you know. I don't no. think it's a mass conspiracy, but somewhere in that process, there are people who get it, that it is you darkness know, going, gave- you know, I'm knocking on your door. Somebody gave a very good definition of uh, the the one behind all the darkness, and he said the, the the secret of his success is the secrecy of his moods. Oh, nice! Yeah, absolutely. And that that describes it very very well, I think. And there's also another aspect of all of that, uh, sort of like the, the flip side of the numb coin. <laughs> where we become jaundiced about certain things or we expect the worst to happen, where at mm-hmm. one time we expected a good... I I have Netflix, and I like to go back and watch some of the old shows that I watched as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I have been finding myself not enjoying them as much and for a very disturbing reason. I, I don't know if you remember, there was a show called... A lot got a few years on you, but there was a show, Sky King, that was on mm-hmm. a kid about this... Guy, he was sort of like a Western, but he was flying around on this plane. And, you know, anyway, in every episode, there's a bad guy who tries to do something bad, surprisingly, and he stops him. And I was watching one episode, and I, you know, I kept expecting, you know, because they were like hiding in the bushes, and it's this girl, somebody's coming along, and I expect them to leap out and murder her, you know. Instead, they stayed in the bushes, and they wound up getting caught. And that was the end of that. And I, it was almost like, really? That's it? I said, gee, right. you know, when you were a kid, that had you on the edge of your seat. Not because you were expecting them to do something absolutely unthinkable, but because you couldn't wait to see them get caught. Right. And Yeah, it has definitely whole, shifted us. Yeah, we're not looking that way at things now. Now, we're, now we expect really terrible things to happen like you know, you, you see a bad guy and you expect him to do something sneaky and underhanded, and he usually does, or she does. Right. Whereas when we were younger and watching shows, those things just didn't happen. You know, you, well, and you it's got funny like because weird... I'm I'm glad you bring all that up because 
you know, when I, when I say, you know, we don't have to step into this, we don't have to entertain their entertainment, um, mm-hmm. but, you, but you can still be entertained. A lot of what I do, um, you know, if people are like, well, yeah, and how do you do that when it's all around you? Netflix, Hulu, all these different things are fabulous resources. Because and mm-hmm. even on certain channels, you know, you can still go back and watch the old stuff. And, you know, I always tell people with everything that you watch, everything that you read, every movie that you go see, you're basically casting a vote for what you would like to see more of. You know, mm-hmm. and so even if you think it doesn't matter, energetically, it really, really matters. You know, and so like I watch... I, I still watch the old Like, I watch Andy Griffith, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Ed, <laughs> stuff like that, yeah. and old movies. I You know, the other day they had a, a Doris Day marathon, and I just recorded wow. all of the Doris Day movies. And so, like I said, and when I was cleaning my house, that's what I had. So, you know, you can, if you look, you do have to look, but it's out there. There are still people going, mm-hmm. okay, you know what, you guys do have a choice. There's somebody out there who gets it. You know, and people are still mm-hmm. trying to give you a choice. You just don't have a choice if you're not willing to step out of the craziness and look mm-hmm. for a choice. You know, you don't, like, the last movie that I went to see was that uh, Great and Powerful Oz, you know, and that oh, was the yeah. first movie I had seen in probably, what, what six years? So, uh, whenever we went to see the last Harry Potter, whatever Harry Potter movie it was we went to see, that was the last movie I had seen before The Great and Powerful Oz. So, right. you know, although there are other movies I probably would have gone to see, what I found was uh, when I went to see this Oz movie, the previews were horrible. The energy that it created, they're so loud. They've gotten so much louder. It's funny because the theaters have gotten smaller and the sound has gotten louder. Mm-hmm. I don't get it, but what it's yeah. doing is creating that vibration to such a high degree. And I'm like, okay, I came to see like a Wizard of Oz kind of movie. And I'm getting yeah. these previews from these horrible, violent, hideous things, and I'm being forced to feel it. And so now I know, okay, if I if I go back to see another movie, I'll have to wait until the movie actually starts to go in because yeah. I choose not to be in the midst of those vibrations. I have no control. I have a control over which movies I go to see. I have no control over what the previews are that they show. And as a sensitive empath, okay, it's not that I'm experiencing. It's not that I'm okay. It's not that I'm experiencing more than other people. It's that I'm sensing more than other people. So, the same feelings and vibrations that I'm sensing in those previews, everybody else is still getting. They're just mm-hmm. numb, and I'm not. So they're still getting sure. that crap in their vibration, even if you know. Because I get people all the time going, "Oh, but I'm not empathic. I don't feel it." Okay just because you don't feel it doesn't mean it's not there. It doesn't mean it's not affecting you. It means you don't feel it, and that's a little whatever, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. But if you're not consciously going in saying, I'm going to be very analytical and not feel this, and like you said, going in protected and asking permission before you go in and whatever, like, I mean, I see you do certain things that I wouldn't in a million years do, but you also have that you're a writer, and part of your craft is, kind of exposing this garbage for what it is and whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I can see where you need to go, but you go in protected and you go in from a completely different state and you don't allow it to affect your energy. And so it's very rare for anybody to be able to do that. So, you know, people need to understand that you, with every choice you make, you're choosing to radiate light or radiate food for the dark. Mm-hmm. And the second you get yeah. into those emotional feelings and the second you get into whether it's fear or sorrow or anger or resentment or what, I don't even know what feelings they conjure because I don't ever see those movies. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and if you're feeling on behalf of the main character or whatever and, you know, oh, God, I feel for her so much, well, go you. You just opened up a smoothie machine for how many layers of darkness. You know, yeah. you just became a soft serve, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. you know, well, especially I, I, the ones that make us empathize with the, the bad guy. Ah, yeah. Okay. Right. 
Yeah, I'll right. give you a really good example of that. There's a TV show. I, I don't know if it's still on or not, but it was called The Vampire Diaries. Okay. Um, and it was, uh, I don't know, obviously about vampires, but um, there's a... Uh, <laughs> There are these brothers who are vampires, and they are portrayed by some very attractive young men. I mean, not to say we've got ugly guys to play anything, but um, they, uh, one of them falls in love with this girl, and uh, she finds out what he is, and they go through the usual, oh, my god and all that stuff, and she gets over it, and she's in love with him. And um, In any event, at some point, to save his brother's life, he has to work with this other vampire-like creature. And by this time, you know, he has reformed. He doesn't kill people anymore. Uh, the anymore is just sort of like a, you know, when you pass your hand over your mouth, when you don't want somebody, yeah, he doesn't kill people anymore. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so now he's considered a good guy because he just drinks animal blood or something. I don't know, which is, I guess, the popular beverage amongst good vampires. But in any event, um, so he has given himself over to this other creature, and he has to do his bidding, and he's gone back to killing. But he hasn't just, I mean, he literally rips people apart. And yet they have, they're showing him as somebody that you're supposed to still care about, that he's not evil. Wow. He still loves this girl, and he's tortured. Oh, the poor Wow. Really, he just murdered two women, ripped their heads off, and then put their bodies back together and put them on, posed them on the sofa. Wow. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. desensitization, man. I'm telling you, that mm-hmm. whole just making it all okay, it blows my mind that people aren't catching on to it. So we have about three minutes left. Um, is there anything you would like to share, like, whatever, with people since we have them and hopefully they've been listening and, you know, again, I feel compelled to be like, please don't be the puppy running out into the traffic. We're trying to, we're trying to keep you from that. (laughs) Don't run directly into it. (laughs) You know, like it just, it's such a fine line to walk with this. I don't know how in depth to go. I mean, I could go into some really nasty stories, but you know what? That creates the same thing these movies do and I won't do that. So um, for you, Judy, we have now two minutes left because I've yacked but um, anything you would like to share before we go? Uh, An expression that somebody once used for me when I was first getting into all of this stuff, he said, be aware but unafraid. And I said, how do you do that, especially when you're dealing with stuff that's freaking scary? And the answer was understand the source and understand the source of true power. I'm like, okay. So they explained to me that regardless of its effects and its strength, darkness is just not as strong as light. And one way to, to absolutely prove that is the fact that it's taken darkness so long to be able to finally manifest itself as openly as it does now. If it were all that powerful, why wasn't it doing this thousands of years ago? Right. It had to hide. And you know, we have um, a show on the archives way back uh, called Is Possession Real? And in that, I go into um, some very real things. Like I was just guided to just, bam, here's some realities for you people. And and it really just pops. The, the feedback that I've gotten from people is they felt like it popped the bubble of the darkness. It undid mm-hmm. a lot of what they've been trying to do. And so that's a really good show and and I may actually just repost that for tomorrow because I feel like it's a good follow up for this one. People need to understand. And so I think that's probably what I will do is is uh is upload that for tomorrow's show. So um because I think people need to understand. So we have just a minute left. So tell us your website again. It's um www.themcdarachronicles, and that's M-A-C-D-A-R-A dot com. Fabulous. Thank you. And you guys definitely check out Overcomer um, and and the McDarrah Chronicles as they come out because it it brings up all that same fun stuff that you like but in favor of the light. So um, you can find me at sacredlightofsedona.com, and uh, I do phone readings from there as well mysticaltruth.com is my site. It's getting a facelift, but it's still there, and, and we still love it just the way it is. 
And uh, also I want to thank Spring Rain. I want to just encourage you guys to check out her line at holisticnaturalsco.com. And I think I covered everybody there. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, Judy, for joining us. And uh, you guys, this is well, Judy Colella, C-O-L-E-L-L-A. And uh, check out her stuff. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.